This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, June 29th, 2022. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast coming at you. I'm Tanner Lee. I'm actually back. I'm actually here. I'm ready to rock and roll. Across from me on the computer screen is not Austin Shepard, who was the KOP Predictions champion heading into Sunday's Forbidden Door. It is Paul Moose Zartman, who's once again the KOP Predictions champion. Paul. How are we doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. My baby's back home where she belongs on my shoulder, not hanging on some bow tie in Shep's office. So he's just going to have to uh, just have to wait a little bit. Maybe maybe he'll get another chance at it. I don't know. He was talking about something about a rematch clause or some nonsense like that. And I'm like, eh, go to the back of the line. Yeah, I heard something about potentially ROH's Death before dishonor potentially being the rematch clause there being used. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know. yeah. He he thinks he can you know win this belt back from me, but you know I I think he uh, he's got another thing coming. Well, I will say it was pretty impressive. You're up. Your picks on Sunday, Forbidden Door. You did really well. I think you only missed one. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. That was the uh, fatal four way. The All Atlantic, which. I, all of us would have missed. I I thought Miro was going over. Shep thought Miro was going over, and it was it was packed. So deservingly yeah. so, deservingly so. He looks. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, he does. I just I was uh kind of rooting for Black since you know he's kind of been misused since the road story. I thought, okay, here's your chance to make it right and put right. the belt on him. Well, what were your overall thoughts for Door on Sunday? I thought it was a pretty good show. Um. A little disappointed we didn't see more New Japan victories. I'm glad we didn't because I wouldn't have this if that was the case. Um, but, you know, yeah, I feel like they got a little squashed and they deserved a little bit more than that. Yeah, um, I actually this show exceeded my expectations with all the injuries and everything. Um, kind of a card that was put together with duct tape, so to speak, yeah. in, in spots. I thought the wrestling on the show was fantastic. Um, it was one of the stronger wrestling, in-ring wrestling pay-per-views I've seen in a long time. Um, I think they'll definitely do it next year. I think it, I mean, it did a, over in a, a million dollar gate. Um, and Tony Khan said something about 5 million pay-per-view. So 
that's the case, I think they'll do it again. It'd be in, and I know we've mentioned this in our text message, our group text. It'd be awesome if they could do it in Japan. Oh yeah, do it in Japan. Do it at the Tokyo Dome. Ooh, it would yeah, suck to watch on TV here with the time well, difference, but yeah, but that's all right. Do it on a holiday weekend at least for us, and we'll be fine. Well, and hopefully, you know, next year they could do it with a healthy Brian Danielson, a healthy, healthy CM Punk, a healthy Kenny Omega. I mean, the show just didn't feel right without a Kenny Omega presence. I know. I literally, even after the camera cut off, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, all right, dang it. Nope. <laughs> He's still uh, going hard on his rehab, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun show. Really enjoyed it. Uh, my match of the night, I think most people's match tonight was Will Ospreay against Orange Cassidy, and I'm a guy who's hard on Orange Cassidy, but uh, I'll have some thoughts on him later later when, in our recap show for tonight. But uh, that was a great match. Uh, yeah. The match I was most disappointed in, and I know it was an injury finish, kind of a botch finish, was the fatal four-way for the IWGP title. I thought that yeah. was going to... Uh, blow the roof off and um, didn't live up to my expectations. I, I I don't know. It was just such a weird finish. I mean, I know they're playing that he was hurt and couldn't didn't have enough to kick out, but that shoulder cleared the mat enough that that should have broke up the three count. Well, sounds like a potential concussion from what I've yeah. been reading. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was just a messy finish there. But Jay Jay White cut a heck of a after show promo. In the post post show scrum, uh, great heel promos. So, um, Moxley, the main event was fun. The brawl afterwards was a little excessive, but it was in the lead in to tonight for the for tonight's show, Blood and Guts. So I, I get why they did it, but um, yeah, overall I thought it was a pretty good show, though. Yeah, um, I think apart from that finish, um, I still think the women's match was a little too fast for me. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it gone a little bit longer. Yeah, um, the show ended at a weird time. I'm not used to not a thirty or top of the hour finish. It was it threw me off. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was all building up at the end to tonight's dynamite, which was a fun show, An interesting one. Uh, one we got last year, blood and guts. That was in Daly's place in front of a pandemic crowd. This one is at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, where the Red Wings and Pistons play, and was a sold out crowd um, hot crowd from start to finish and this is an interesting recap because half of the show was like a normal dynamite the other half was one match but it was yeah. a very fun gruesome match oh yeah yeah i uh man i've got thoughts when we get to it but tonight's show opened up with not with jr Welcome, no. welcoming us all. It was Excalibur as he, Taz, and Tony Schiavone were on the call. So I'm thinking, oh, JR is sick or something. Then they announced that JR would be joining them for the blood and guts. It is interesting, though. It seems like they're kind of working Transit. Taz in more lately, doing yeah. the transition. I think I think 2023, sometime 2023 is when we'll, we'll see JR right off into the sunset. And rightfully so. The man deserves it. He is, you know, outlived almost every, if not every single um, commentator in the sport. Yes. Yes. So, uh, but uh, we open up tonight with a, a match that was announced. I think it was earlier today. might've been last night, Orange Cassidy versus all ego, Ethan page and orange Cassidy starts the show and comes out to his new 
entrance theme, which was his old one on the indies, Jane by Jefferson Starship. Fits him perfectly. Yes, it does. It does. That's why I was so excited when you uh, said that he might be using it at Forbidden Door. I was like, oh, here we go. So. It sounded like they were hoping to use a Forbidden Door, but they had like 97% clearance on it. Didn't have the rest of the 100%, so they held off. But, yeah, uh, you never want to use something no, too soon. No, no. it's This isn't Paul Heyman's ECW we're talking about that didn't yeah. care if they had rights to music or not. Tony's doing it the right way, but uh, interesting that this is the second theme he's went out and got for Orange Cassidy, the other being the Pixies that he was using for the past year or so. Well, because like I said, at some point, maybe not in 2022, maybe not in 2023, but by 25, he will have gold around his shoulder and it will be AEW World Heavyweight. Well, and, and, and you know, my thought on that is the guy can go in the ring. I have no problem with that. I'm I'm not into his whole character, but I know more, more people are than not. He gets a huge pop wherever he goes. Um, it seems like the juice, no pun intended, is back in his character now after Sunday, after tonight. It seems like he's going to maybe get that strong push. I just, unless he changes his character, I just don't see that character winning gold. I, I know, and I don't know. We're starting to see, in my opinion, a little bit of a change to him. Um, he's getting more aggressive. He's not as relaxed. We're seeing more speed out of him. Um, you know, the the world's most devastating kicks have turned into a psychological thing now instead of him truly trying to take him out with him. So that's a good point. That's a good point. His uh in ring style is changing a little bit, but we saw him joined to the ring joined ringside by Chucky T, Chuck Taylor, which is good to see him because there's rumors floating around that his time in AEW might be done. And Trent. So Trent gets away from Rocky Romero and Rapungi Vice for one night and gets back with the best friends. And... Well, you know why, don't you? That? <laughs> Today is uh, National Hug Day. I did not know that. And what are the best friends known for? Got to give the people what they want. There you go. I think it was a one-off thing, honestly. I think Rapunky Vice will be back by Friday. I uh, I like their outfits tonight, and like I said, it was good to see Chuck Taylor back on TV because there's a rumor, like I just said, he might be done with AEW as Alan Angels, five of the Dark Order, is done with AEW. Yeah. They offered him a per-appearance deal, and he turned them down. You had to go there, didn't you? Oh, I think I think he made the right call by turning them down. You know, he he did. He, he admitted he probably accepted a full time deal when he wasn't ready, but it was during a pandemic, so he had kind of had no other choice. Yeah. And um, now he can go prove himself on the indies, and maybe he'll pop up somewhere else later on. But uh, you know, I know Evil Uno's coming out and tweeted that the Dark Order is not dead, but I don't know. Their members are are falling off. They're not dead, but they're dying. Yes, it's. It's one of those things, though, I know, and I know they're beloved by a lot of AW fans, and in my opinion, though, it's kind of like, well, they got the push, unfortunately, because of Brody's death. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think if Brody was still alive, you'd have his Dark Order push, the heel Dark Order. Yes, yes. Um, they'd be doing a lot of things that we've seen Inner Circle and the Jericho Appreciation Society doing. Yeah. Um but we'll never know now. Nope. So, uh, 
unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised by seeing a few of their members starting to uh, get their contracts not picked up, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, back to tonight's opening match, though. Uh, good match here. Um, of course, Lambert cut a little promo on his way to the ring. Crowd was not having it, giving him a giving him a nice little profanity chant there. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the match, we saw Orange Cassidy hit the Stun Dog Millionaire, and then a spinning DDT, which he almost got the victory. But Lambert got on the ring apron. That led to some slaps by Orange Cassidy, who then took the orange juice from Lambert and drank it. He turned around and hit an orange punch to Page, spits the juice in the face of Lambert, and finally connects with his power slam for the win. Fourth time's a charm. So he finally got the orange mist on AEW. Yes. Yes. And it was perfect. I mean, the commentary is like, oh, you got to keep your, you know, stay hydrated with your orange juice, even if it is in the middle of the match. And I went, he didn't swallow that. I want to know if it's pulp free or not. That was my question. <laughs> Whether it's pulp free or not, it's orange juice. That stuff burns. Can you imagine it in the C eyes? In the eyes. Yeah. I'm not going to feel the greatest. So no. Hopefully it was pulp free. Yes. I don't mind orange juice, but I do not like pulp. So Yeah. Pulp hurts. Yeah. <laughs> we then see Christian Cage come out and the big booing ovation to him. Um, I I know you guys talked about this last week. I liked last week's promo. I did. I like Christian Cage I, as a heel. I thought it was good. I, I like him as a heel. I just think he tried a little too hard. It, that was the problem. And I understand both of your guys' point of view, but I, I, if I was here last week, I was going to be the counter argument because I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I mean, there's that line about Jungle Boy's dad really hit last week, and he had one tonight. Uh, he was saying upper management made him come out to apologize for the remarks he made about Jungle Boy last week, specifically about his father. He said he's never done this throughout his career, but he says he's sorry that Jungle Boy's entire family isn't dead as they had to watch him end Jungle Boy. He then says everyone other than his mom while he tells her to call him. Uh, he then ran down to Troy, you know, getting the cheap heat. Says he requested a match, but he didn't say it was for him. Then we hear some music right when I heard it. I'm like, yes, I've been talking about this for a year. Paul's been talking about this for a year. Heel Luchasaurus with a new look comes out with a cool entrance. All black look. He oh, yeah. Washes Serpentico. After the match, Christian tells Luchasaurus to attack Serpentico, which he does one more time on the outside of the ring. Love this. Love where this is headed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that music hit, and I'm like, you know, you start seeing the, the little, little uh, fireflies, I'll call them. Um, and I'm like, whose is this? You know, it gave me uh, a, a Brian Cage or a Lance Archer type of feel. I was like, did he really go and get one of those two? And then it pops up with Luchasaurus, and I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. It's about time. Well, and if you hear in the very beginning of that new theme, there's like a a, a T-Rex roar or something. I and, missed that. Yeah, so I kind of thought it was. And then uh, as I was playing, I'm like, oh, it's got to be him. And he came out, I'm like, please give him a new look. And came out with a new mask. I'm like, this is great with the fire. Uh, remind me of classic Kane. Mm-hmm. Way back in the day. We won't talk about Kane now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, fake diesel. Yes, yes. But uh, I love it. 
uh, Jungle. I like. I hope, and I hope it's not something where Jungle Boy comes back and works the evil out of Luchasaurus or anything. I want them to be split. I think it's time get this rivalry going with Christian and with Luchasaurus against Jungle Boy. Because I think Jungle Boy is going to be on the shelf for a little while, it sounds like. As, so. as long as Jungle Boy doesn't come back with anybody else, we won't mention any short guy names or anything nah, like Marco, that. Mar- I will. Marco's not coming back. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'd love to see him come back and Luchasaurus just absolutely tear his head off. But can we talk about the fact that Sir Pentico was like, no, don't say my name. Don't say my name. I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, it was the Battle of the Lizards, and uh, one lizard definitely got squashed tonight. Yeah, twice. But I, I thought that was great. Um, then we oh, see yeah. uh, Scorpio Sky and Warlow backstage, and Scorpio reminds Warlow that he laid him out the last time they met. Warlow doesn't care about that. He tells him to bring every member of the American top team. He will cheat them like security guards, and then he'll bring the title home. Scorpio claims next week he'll put the title on the line in a street fight. Insert city name street fight. Yeah, where are we next week, Paul? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I will go to Twitter here real quick and see if I can figure it out. Uh, but uh, I don't even think they announced anything past Friday because they were so heavy on the... Um, we did push the main event for next week. And next week it is in uh, Rochester, New York. Oh, okay. So it's a Rochester street fight. Yes. Yes. Rochester street fight. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, to, to you and Shep's thing. Um, yes. Kip Sabian did tweet in the exact suit that was seen ringside today. So he must've been in the crowd again. I, I don't get it though. I don't, there's, there's got to have been some type of serious injury that he's just not cleared from that. He didn't tell anybody about. Um, I mean, he went out on injury. Yes. But I think it's worse than we well, thought. If I'm not mistaken, he's, he's been advertised for an indie indie show coming up. Mm. So, okay. I think, right. I, I think I saw that I could be mistaken, but, hmm. um, our next match of the night was Max Caster and the Gun Club, or the Ass Boys, against Dan Housen and two mystery opponents. This caught me by surprise. I was really happy about it, but I thought it was going to be Hook and somebody else. Yeah. And it yeah. ended up being seven-star FTR. Yes. That huge pop when that music hit. Man, that was almost as loud as Forbidden Door, if not louder. Road Warriors pop meet FTR pop. Yep exactly what happened yep it was phenomenal uh, these guys are so red hot right now this was a fun match and we saw Danhausen and FTR pick up the win um, after uh, Danhausen uh, picked up the win over I think it was uh, um, 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 Austin yeah <laughs> yes because uh, the one with no hair uh, that the shorter Austin, one, Austin Gun, yeah, because we saw Anthony Bowens get out of his wheelchair and try to smash yeah. Danhausen in the face with a crutch. Um, so that was a surprise. knew knew the good guys were going to go over here, but still a fun match. After the match, though, the Gun Club and they claim argue about the situation, which led Billy Gun shoving Austin to the mat as the Gun Club or the Ass Boys, as you want to, if you want to call them that, walked away. Hmm. Interesting storyline. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm into it, 
but it's an interesting storyline. You know, I still want to know why they turned on Paul White. We never got a conclusion from all that last year. No, no, we didn't. No. Maybe, maybe that's where this is going. Maybe on BTE next week or in a couple of weeks, we'll see him go crawl into Paul White begging for forgiveness for what they did it all out. Say, you know, we know it's been almost a year, but we want to make it right to you and, you know, and and then now it's Paul White with the Ass Boys and Billy Gunn with, um, the yeah, the acclaimed. Well, that was uh, that's long term storytelling right there. Okay, uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, almost a year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, it's true. So we then see Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and um, Sanjay Dutt up here, and they challenge Samoa Joe to an ROH television title match at uh, the upcoming ROH pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. These segments do nothing for me. And I know Joe's injured and banged up right now, too. So Yeah, so unfortunately. Add him to the list, like the whole roster. Half, half. Oh, man. You don't have to worry about uh, too many guys on the roster this way when they're all on the shelf. That's true. So I know that's not Tony's plan. It's just unfortunately happening. And it seems to be happening across the entire uh, profession, not just in AEW. That's a good point. Um, I was watching Listing Your Boy earlier today from Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp and Jimmy Van. And they were discussing if, or Jimmy Van was asking Sean if he thinks that AEW needs to change their style a little bit um, as far as, Match lengths, because if you look at WWE, hardly any matches go over 10 to 12 minutes on TV. A lot of AEWs do. Or if it was just bad luck. And Sean thought it was more so bad luck, even though AEW does go balls to the wall in the ring. Yeah. um, And and I'll try not to ruin too much here. But uh, in uh, my other profession that isn't my daytime job, uh, I had a gentleman tell me that wrestling isn't what it used to be. You used to be able to do these, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 minute matches because you had good cardio and it wasn't all flips and kicks. And I, I do see a lot of people. One complaint a lot of people have about AEW is it's all high spots. It's all high flying kicks, flips. And the guys that do that stuff are the ones that are currently on the list. For the most part, I won't say every one of them is, but the majority of the injured guys are the high flyers. So maybe cut back on that a little bit, keep the match lengths, but kind of work more on cardio, cut back a little bit, and maybe that'll help. Yeah, there's some spots they probably don't need to do, but uh, it was nice to get Bones back, but we lost another wrestler that we'll, we'll talk about here when we get to the main event, unfortunately. Uh, the TBS championship was on the line tonight as Jade Cargill defended against Layla Gray. And, I, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be on at 930 because of the blood and guts. But still, I had to do a double take on my clock to check what time it was. Because I'm like, this has to be a history. This has to be the first time ever in AEW that a women's match before 9 o'clock. On Dynamite. On Dynamite, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Jade Cargo got the win with a pump kick and then uh, with the Jaded to retain. No surprise there. Keeps your streak going. Uh, then Stokely Hathaway grabbed the microphone, uh, said uh, uh, he, he he was going to talk, and then Cargo ripped the, took the microphone from him. She says she's tired of everyone moaning, and she tells Stokely to get her some real competition. He says he knows she, why she's fired up, and she gave the opportunity to the locker room, and only someone who doesn't work here took the chance. He tells Chris Statlander, and uh, 
that they're not overlooked. They're lazy. Um, this leads oh, Statlander and um, Athena, excuse me. This led both women to coming out and attacking Kira Hogan and Jade Cargill, getting the best of the situation. However, Layla Gray ends up helping them out, which allowed Jade and Kira to come on top. And then she tried to shake Stokely's hand, but Cargill pushed it away. Yeah, yeah. Because Cargill doesn't see her as being good enough worthy. for the baddies. Not worthy. Yep. yep. And Red Velvet's another one on the injury list. Should, yeah. Should make a mention of that. Yeah. Backstage, we didn't see the Young Bucks point out that nobody's clear to wrestle, point out that even Brandon Cutler's not filling them. They have an interim. They claim they don't Fred. have any... They claim they don't have any friends left. Yeah, Fred. They claim that they don't have any friends left except for the AEW tag titles. Matt heard Yoshihashi and Goto won a shot at the titles. And on Friday and Rampage, they're going to compete against them. If they win, they'll consider a title match down the line. And but yeah. did you did you catch did you catch that uh, the little hesitation from Matt Jackson when he was saying they don't have any friends except. And Nick hurried up and said the tag team titles. Yeah, because, you know, um, Forbidden Door, they did a brief check on Cole and then hurried over to Paige. Or in the direction direction of Paige and KOR stopped him. Yep. So still playing that story. And that's coming up on a year and a half. It's it's a story. Yeah, they got to be waiting for Kenny to get healthy. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. that, we are, we will get the undisputed elite, or I should say the undisputed era and the elite against each other eventually. Will they go with the undisputed era once uh, Kenny comes back and the elite is together again? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think some, you know, it's probably not going to play out how we think. You know, maybe Kenny turns heel. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> or he already is a heel. So maybe. Comes Maybe back he turns face. I don't know. I don't know. I'm it's just saying how we think. I, I would just love Kenny to come back and then, you know, do his stuff. But on BTE, since they've never really acknowledged it too much on tell. Well, I guess they have. But uh, acknowledge the fact that he would have been back sooner. He would have been back at Forbidden Door. But something got into his drink and it made him really sick. And um, he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, if you would have drank any more of that, you'd have been dead. Just in reference to the coal thing. Right. Well, I just keep going back in my mind. The Dynamite after full gear, the last time we saw Kenny on TV, Cole said, don't worry, don't worry, Hainer. I got this. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah. something, something's brewing. And I don't know what direction they're going to go with Hangman. I mean, the Dark Order is falling off like we mentioned earlier, so I don't know. He's uh, once again the lone wolf. I mean, he's got a chance Friday night to become the number one contender for the interim title. Yeah, he'll end up in the final four. I don't think he'll pull it off, though. I need to pull Not up yet. that graph. I'm going to pull up that graphic because I want to see who's, before we talk about the, the main event tonight, I want to see who's all in that match. Just be careful because I've already started to see some stuff. Um, that could possibly be Rampage. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know if it is, but well, they, they are taping it tonight. So, um, what was the, what's that match called? Uh, the Royal Rampage. Royal Rampage. That's it. 
Um, mm. Let's see if I can find. Okay, I found it because yeah, we got the Bucks against uh, Goto and and um, Hashi and uh, Nyla Rose versus Tony Storm and then Royal Rampage all on Rampage. And by the graphic, it looks like. Oh, I wish I could blow this up more. Um, let me get it here on my phone so I can actually see. Um, so I can blow it up and see who's all in this match because I cannot see on my computer well enough. Um, okay, here it is. So it looks like my, the graphic, we got... Um, Frankie Kazarian, John Silver, Orange Cassidy, Hangman Page, Penta, Hobbs, Starks, Keith Lee. I can't tell who two of those guys are on that side because this is not the most clear graphic. Um, uh, Swerve, Darby, Dustin Rhodes, Butcher Blade, Max Caster, Dante Martin, Matt Hardy. Brody, Brody King. King, and I can't tell who's between Hardy and Caster. I, I can't either. It almost looks like uh, Elias. Oh, that's Tony Nese. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense then, because you know they look the same. Yeah. Uh, who, who do you think's gonna win that? Looks like Johnny Hungy's in the back on the one side. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you said Frankie. Um, I. <laughs> Man, I don't know. There's a bunch of names in here that I'd like to see win this. With Mox being a um, face, I gotta think it's gonna be a heel. Right. Which I'm guessing, well, see, that's even hard because they didn't even separate them face to heel sides. Yeah. Uh, do you Hobbs think they give it to maybe Hobbs or Starks? I mean, I'd like to see Frankie win it, but you know. No, I don't think uh, <laughs> I know. It's probably not going to happen, but uh, we can hope. I mean, Darby and Mox? Uh, that'd be an interesting setup. We, I mean, we've seen them face before, but not with the title on the line, I don't believe. And I don't think Hangman wins. Maybe Keith Lee or uh, Swerve. Maybe, I mean, they're not getting along the greatest right now. Maybe. So here's my question for you. Uh, so they're taping Rampage tonight. Mm-hmm. Are they going to leave both rings set up, or do you think they tear one down? For that match, I hope they leave both rings set up. I think that would be great. It would be like a little World War III WCW throwback. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to discuss it uh, on next week's podcast. Yes, yes, we will. We didn't have the blood and guts <laughs> match. Jericho Appreciation Society against the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Sammy and Claudio. Yes, Claudio. We didn't even mention his debut from the other. Oh, night. yeah. Yeah, my five bonus points. Yes, and Shep's five bonus points in a losing effort. And and my uh, extra three points because I said that whoever debuted was going to win. Which was smart. Um, Claudio Castanoli. A.K.A. Cesaro uh, made his AEW debut the other night for Ben Dorr, signed a multi-year deal. Now he made his debut, Dynamite debut tonight, and, and as a member of the Blackpool Combat Club. He and Sammy kicked this off, immediately started attacking each other, um, hitting some crazy moves. 
And then a second in was Daniel Garcia for the JAS. So he and Sammy were gaining up with Claudio. Next in for uh, was uh, who was the next in? Uh, Yuta, Wheeler Yuta. Yes. Uh, and he was attacking uh, Guevara while hitting some German suplexes on Garcia and then on Sammy. Then Jake Hager came in next. He had a nice stare down with with uh, Claudio, and the crowd started chanting "We the People." And all I thought about was a stupid idea from dumb dumb idea from stupid creative. Getting yes. Married uh, for the second dynamite ever. Then uh, after uh, Hager came in, it was uh, Moxley came in next, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then Angelo Parker, Cool Hand Ange came in. Then Ortiz came in. Then Daddy Magic came in. Then Santana came in. For and a Santana, couple of seconds. Santana hurt himself right away. I unfortunately think I'm speculating that he blew his knee out. Um, they eventually did get him out of the cage and up the ramp. I mean, yeah, he was and they did it for pretty much the entire match. They did it very sneaky like too. When, when I everybody never was going on top, on top of the cage, that's when they did it. Okay. Um, yep. Okay. Well, see, you were following along on Twitter too. So you, yes. you know. Yes, I was. <laughs> I um, was not. Then Jericho came in, and of course Eddie Kingston was last in the ring. And the uh, JS had the one man advantage since they won the uh, three man tag match, uh, six man tag match at for Bendor. Um, back and forth, this match really bloody, really gruesome, <laughs> crazy spots. I still don't know how Cool Hand Ange got to the outside of the cage that one point. No idea. Through the side of it magically. No idea. Hanging uh, I mean, down. yeah, one minute, you know, we're in there. Next, they're backing out, and it's like, whoa, hi, how you doing? I mean, we saw forks. We saw uh, pieces of bamboo. We saw glass. We saw tacks. We saw everything. Everybody was getting busted open. And if they weren't busted open, they were pretty beat up anyways. could barely move by in the end of the Yeah. That uh, table spot with Hager, though, oof. Yes, that was not a good landing for his neck. Ooh, no. Uh, towards the end of the match, we saw Jericho try to escape from Kingston, climb to the top of the roof, but Kingston followed him up there. They started brawling. Sammy Guevara climbed up there to stop Eddie from throwing Jericho off the roof. Eddie got the best situation, and he launched Sammy from the roof as Sammy went crashing through the timekeeper's table outside of the ring. What a spot for Sammy. This kid, I mean, he's, uh, yes, I said kid because he's younger than both of us. Um Man, he's another one of those. They could go with Darby and uh, Phoenix on who's going to be yeah. done wrestling first due to injury. That's true. That's true. And I should mention his fiance, Tay Conte, is the one who opened up the cage because she took out the ref to get the keys. Yeah. Lock. That's how they got out of the cage to begin with. And then Ruby Soho comes running full speed down, takes her out, and everybody yes. got a weird little up skirt shot, if you want to call it that, of Ty Conti. Uh, yes, yes. And, and and also, did you catch, I'm glad you got Ruby's name right, because Taz did not. Oh, really? Called her Ruby Riot. I did not catch that. Quickly. And Twitter didn't explode like they would have if it was JR. So. Well, yeah, because it's JR. Which I think JR called Claudio Cesaro one time tonight. I could have uh, just imagined that, but. And maybe it was just him saying formally Cesaro. I don't think they can mention that, though. I know. Like that. Well, 
can they get away with mentioning 98 as heavily as JR and Regal did there before Sammy went flying? Didn't mention Undertaker, Mankind, or King of the Ring. So I know, but uh, you know, I don't like it when these things go on top of cages. I've seen well, this before, and, and yeah, well, never well, ends well. It's just like Excalibur was talking about the long history between Claudio and Jake Hager, but he didn't say exactly what it was. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can batter, beat around it without. Uh, Although the way they talked about ninety eight, and then we see Sammy go flying. And then the center of the top of the cage was a different color and a different material. And it kind of caved a little bit when you got a couple people on there. I thought somebody was going through. Yeah, it, it always makes me nervous. Because <laughs> even though they're professionals, they rehearse this and everything. Something could always go wrong. Um, yeah. And it really scared me when uh, post-match when Claudio stood up and kind of Yes. Shook for a second. Like it started to give and he's like, Oh, okay. We got to move. We got to move. After Sammy went flying off the top of the cage, Jericho and Kingston were brawling on the roof structure. Uh, They're trading chops to each other. Kingston locked in, uh, got Kingston then got locked in the walls of Jericho, but Claudio made his way to the top and made the save. He then began to do the giant swing to Jericho on the top of the roof. That was ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. Then we saw, uh, uh, Daddy Magic Menard uh, came up to make the save on Jericho, but Kingston locked in a submission to Jericho while Claudio did the same to Menard, and Menard is the one who tapped out. But that result upset Eddie as he felt like he had the job done with Jericho. The winners, Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. As Eddie had to be helped up, you could read his lips that he couldn't get up. He had to be helped up by his teammates as they all stood tall with Bryce Rimsburg with their hands raised in the air as the show went off the air. Yeah. He uh, clearly bad camera angle, if you want to call it that. Uh, of course, I don't think he would, they were expecting him to talk to Claudio at that point in time said, uh, no, nah, I, I can't get up right now. My back right. hurts. I'm fine though. Right. right. It's so. like, Ooh, man. Yeah. All, all these guys should uh, be given a rest for a while. Doesn't sound like it though. Sounds like probably next week. Mox is going to be defending the title. If not next week, the following. Yeah, I'm thinking they space it out a little bit because I think the main event next week is that street fight for the TNT title. Yeah, but, you know, okay, so it won't be next week. It'll be the following week. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying they deserve a week off. I mean, yeah, so at least, at yeah. least. But, you know, we've seen Sammy do a cutter off of a ladder and show up the next week to defend the title. So I know, I know. But uh, who do you think goes over next week, Scorpio or Warlow? Man, I want to say Wardlow, but I'm just not convinced that they're ready to put gold on him. I think they kind of have to. I, I think I mean, they're they're kind of almost. I don't want to say they're confusing what direction they're going with them, but I think the whole MGF stuff screwed up the direction Wardlow was going in. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, the hottest one of the hottest things coming out double or nothing, and he's cooled off quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fans still get behind him and he uh was in an interview the other day or today even i don't know i saw it today so uh where he was talking about he wants to be the reason that uh they're number one in the ratings with the women and the 18 to 49 and all this stuff so i mean he wants to be the face of the company well and you know i know scorpio's this is uh yet another title rank for him with the TNT title. He's been injured this time around, so I hadn't gone like everybody planned, but maybe Warlow's what it needs. I mean, the TNT title, in my opinion, hasn't really been relevant since Miro had it. 
No, no. Um, I'd say, yeah, with Miro, you know, you had that good Cody uh, Brody feud and then it started to die off. And then we got Miro and then it died off. And then we went back and forth with Scorpio and Sammy and it died off. So we need it's something. Just, it's changed hands too many times and he's been somebody's hand for months. And see, that's why I'm, I'm at this point where I'm like, I don't know, you know, yep. Brody held it for a while. They made the belt specific. Well, it was supposed to be specific for him, but they couldn't get all the parts. So he kind of got the rough draft, um, but they changed it after his passing since he was the last one to hold it with the red belt. But then it's just changed designs or at least colors almost every time. Yep. Yep. I guess that's going to be the thing with the TNT, but we got a new title, all Atlantic title. We'll see how, how often pack, um, defends that but yeah uh, and i am excited that you know this has got to be guys out of america that challenge for it does not oh it does not tony khan sound busted open it does not have to be it probably will be oh. more, more times than not but it does not have to be oh okay because that's originally how they made it sound as yes. you know americans yes. wouldn't be challenging right yeah no they can it just probably not as often okay because i mean you got enough guys from outside of america let them just yeah. go after that belt and then right. you've got a group of guys who are challenging for one belt and then you've got your other guys who are going you know of course the all atlantic guys could still challenge for like the tnt or the world heavyweight i don't know then you got your roh titles <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forget about those. Yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> but it looks like they're ready Man. to rock with that announcement of the pay-per-view. They got new merchandise out there on Pro Wrestling Tees. So yeah, they the settled on a logo finally, it looks like. Now they just need to get some TV or a streaming deal or something. So We'll see what happens. Yes, we will. But uh, fun show tonight. Overall rating for the show. Ooh. All right. Um. I'm gonna go an eight point seven. Wow! That's blood and guts grades for Paul. Yeah, blood and guts really pushed it over for me. That um, no, was good. Lots of blood, no yeah. guts, luckily. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but it took a lot of guts to give that much blood and end up in weird positions for almost every single guy. So, yep, yep. I'm going eight four. Little little under years, but still a high grade. That might be the highest combined grade we've ever given yeah so it was a very fun show i enjoyed even the matches falling or leading up to the main event and then the main event delivered i enjoyed it better than last year's and last year's was fun too um definitely bloodier this year yes and last year you had one or two guys bloodied and this year you had 90 percent of the guys yep yep well, last year, Jericho, it was all everybody all wanted to talk about was Jericho falling on the crash pads that with the cardboard boxes and all that stuff. So. Well, they can't say that for Sammy tonight. Nope, that was hidden pretty Those well. were tables. Yeah. Oh, they, they had padding underneath them. But, well, uh, but yeah. yeah it, was, but, it was hidden a lot better. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, look, we're going to hold the camera right above this as right. the cardboard just folds over you. Right, right. So it was, uh, yeah, it was good. And uh, what's the next big show? Um, before all out, there's a battle for the belts. I think in August. I think that's in Grand Rapids. So is that the next big so. dynamite? I think so. 
me check. Because All Out will happen before Grand Slam. Yeah, and they'll probably do uh, the Bash at the Beach stuff in February again since Jericho's announced the fourth tour. Yeah. Death Before Dishonor, we've talked about three times now, ROH. That's on Saturday, July 23rd. The Battle for the Belts is Friday, August 5th in Grand Rapids. So that looks like the next special one. And then the following Dynamite and Rampage is Quake, Quake by the Lake in Minneapolis on August 10th. So that's probably their next true big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for a actual like dynamite, yeah. Right. Yep, and then uh all out and then uh Grand Slam. Yeah, see they were talking about Grand Slam a lot tonight, so that's yep. Well, I know people are getting frustrated on Twitter cuz all outs supposedly going to be in Chicago again, but they haven't announced where. Where? Right, Chicago. and like I'm sure tickets will be going on sale within a couple weeks. You would think. I mean, people got to know. Yeah, I saw the uh one thread that you were in a in somebody with on the kicking yes. out podcast where uh you know you said it looks like this and you're like well look people need to know we got to book hotels there's no hotels right by the arena yeah so yeah it'll be interesting I, I feel like they've outgrown that arena oh i think so too so i don't know i you don't yeah. hold a united center again i don't think you don't want to you don't want to overbook that but i don't know if uh if the Cubs would be playing that weekend, I don't know if Tony's ready to try to do something crazy like that at Wrigley. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. How you know, play? stadium stampede at Wrigley would be great. I would. I'm not a Cubs fan, but, man, that would be great. If, if only it was double or nothing, not all out. Well, yeah. But, still, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen there. And, and, you know, there's speculation, full gear. I'm hearing speculation. Maybe Canada gets it because Tony wants to make yeah. some uh, uh, up there for some Canadian shows. So we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be fun absolutely. if they came to Gamebridge Fieldhouse down in Indianapolis. That'd be nice. <laughs> Maybe that's hitting, where they'll go in November. They're hitting all over around Indiana, but not Indiana again yet. So. Uh, it's not November yet. I know. I, I wanted to get in a warmer month. <laughs> yeah. It gets cold standing outside for, you yeah. know, three hours waiting to get in the doors. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it was a warm day when I went when we went down there last time. Yeah. But, oof. Wrestler of the night. All right. Uh, you're you're going to think I'm crazy for this one. Dan Housen. Wasn't even on my radar. Because <laughs> he got the pinfall. It was. It's his first pinfall. Now, mind you, it's not in singles competition. I understand that, but it again goes to that long-term storytelling. If you watch Dan um, Danhausen's vlogs, he's he's stuff with FTR about being their manager when they let Tully go, and you know they said, "Well, maybe we'll do stuff if you can do all these things." and then it kind of died off, and then they talked about it again. So to see it kind of happen on TV was cool for me. Well, fair choice. Good good reasoning. Um, you know, I was thinking of the Blackpool Combat Club and could take pretty much any of them, give them my wrestler tonight, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to go with a cheap answer in Claudio. He got the victory, yep. making Menard tap out. His first Dynamite appearance, 
Claudio. I figured you'd do that because I knew you weren't going to do Orange Cassidy. No. no and, 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 and I, I, you know, and I, I, I'm always honest on here. The dude can go in the ring. I've yeah. never said he couldn't. And he, I mean, that match with, with Osprey there, and it was awesome. But I just, mm-hmm. I just don't care for the character. And I know more people do than not. He gets big pops wherever they go. He's got to get pushed. I understand it. And I'm, that's fine. You know, I don't have to like everything. So right. that's the beauty of wrestling. I like what I like. You like what you like. And yep. I'm not going to rip on people for liking what they like or not like what they don't like. So Exactly. Exactly. You know, we live in a time where wrestling's everywhere. Go enjoy it. Enjoy what you want. I mean, for the first time, I watched a whole Raw on Monday night. Brave man. Just, it was not something I could do on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh but because every match they'd go out there and they'd go, okay, well, there's your winner. That's who's going to win that. That's who's going to win that. I mean, I would never lose my belt if we were doing that. I, I know. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I did it because I'll admit I'm a John Cena fan. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, the the dude is 20 years in the company. Now, mind you, it's not been straight, but it's been... 20 years and I can still remember when he came through as the prototype and got in Kurt Angle's face and you know I, I still remember that I liked him as a heel never was a big fan of as a face um, but his make-a-wish stuff's what made me a real big fan of him but you know if you like Cena go like Cena if you like WWE go like WWE if you like New Japan watch it if you mm-hmm. like ROH hey there's a pay-per-view coming up it, Yep. In a month. Yeah. I mean, you like Impact? So much, go watch Impact. Exactly. There's so much wrestling. GCW, watch that. Shep, our buddy Shep, that's on the show with us a lot, former KOP Predictions champ. He's a GCWI. He yep. wears a lot of their shows. So, Warrior Wrestling. Yeah. I mean, there's, FWF. There's, um, there's great stuff all over the place. So that's why, is it the Attitude Era? No. We're never going to see an Attitude Era again. We're never going to see a Monday Night Wars type thing again. You know, I kind of tried it with the the Wednesday Night Wars. But uh, anyways, but there's so much wrestling available. That's why it's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. Yeah. We, we, for the most part, only cover AEW on this because that's our favorite promotion. But we're not going to rip on anybody that doesn't like it or, or, you know, only watches this promotion or this promotion. Like what you like. Watch Watch what you want to watch. Yep, you know, we could get a comment right now that said, uh, you know, AEW sucks. I can't watch it. I'm a WWE guy. Okay. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. It's not for us. Yep. Nope. So. And, uh, you know, there are certain guys I do enjoy watching in the ring over there. But for a majority, I just, it has grown stale on me. I, I, it's more targeted to kids, in my opinion. So it, it is because as we've grown up, we, started to kind of understand stuff with WWE and they're reusing a lot of the same storylines that they've used time and time again. Right. Um, you know, like Monday night, the street profits had a match. I like the street profits. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I knew how the match was going to go because Cena told him Cena gave him a push and Hey, you guys can do this. Don't forget who the real you is. Don't do this. Don't do that. Never give up. Yep. So I'm like, well, they're going to win. All right, uh, one more question for you before we wrap up. Since you said you do like John Cena, what's your favorite John Cena match of all time? Oh, man. Um, You know, the go-to answer here as a punk mark, I'll admit it, 
would be um, when Cena put himself through a table, and then which led to I think it's when Cena put himself through a table, uh, but what led to the pipe bomb. But man, it's hard to pick just one Cena match. There's been so many good ones. You know, any match he did with The Rock was great. Um, his matches with Angle were great. Um, coming back four months early and winning the Royal Rumble. And that garden. was great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was, just, and just the way he walked out there and, you know, had his arms crossed and the head down and just brought it up with that little smirk on his face. I would say mine would be the TLC match. I think it was a TLC match. Maybe it was just a ladder match. I think it was a TLC match. Unforgiven against Edge in Toronto when he won his title back. That was a good one. Attitude adjustment, edge off the ladder through the table. That was, yeah. That was, that was probably, but like you said, John's a very underrated in ring worker. A lot of people don't give him enough props. Um, He's got, he has a lot of good ones you can pick from. Yeah. I mean, the man has said on record, I don't like going to the top rope. I'm that terrified of heights that even on the top rope, I get nervous. But he still goes to the top rope, jumps off, hits big moves. Right. So, um, yeah. So big match, John. Yep. Yep. So I, that was cool that they did a tribute for him the other night. Very, very fitting. So, yeah. It was nice. Yep. So, any other thoughts on uh, tonight's Blood and Guts, Forbidden Door, AW overall? Any other topic in pro wrestling you want to talk about? Any Anything on your mind before you go? Um, well, uh, let's see here. I thought tonight's Blood and Guts was a great one. They pulled out a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have expected. I mean, I'm never going to figure out how we ended up with somebody hanging upside down outside of the cage in the middle of it. Yeah. I, I got to watch that from a fan's angle and see how that happened because that takes a lot of guts to do just like, ah, throw me through here backwards and I'll just hang upside down for a while. I don't care. Um, give me a rest. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a break and hold myself up with my feet. It's okay. Um, I think Eddie, Eddie kind of threw me off at a couple spots in that blood and guts, like with the fire extinguisher. I think he was in the wrong spot and he, he realized it he because he like he moved up jumped after, after it extinguished. He moved up yeah. to get into it. Yeah. So no, I think he's the most over guy in the company right now after hearing oh, that crowd tonight. Yeah. Yeah. The Eddie chance were, I haven't heard Eddie chance like that since another guy named Eddie won a title. I really think Paul, the more I think about it, I think he's got to be the guy to take the title off punk, even if it's for a short, short run. Okay. All right. Both. Well, yeah, because put a, put a tie on that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. I I think I would be okay with that. Honestly, because he's getting older. So if you got to do it, you gotta, he got to do it quick. Mm -hmm. Both of them are getting up there. Um, I like how we're starting to acknowledge things from outside of the company more and more as we get guys who have names. Um, yes, I love our the homegrown talent that is in AEW, but you know, referencing how Eddie and um, Claudio had history together on the Indies, right? That was great. You know, it's like these two have hated each other since they met each other the first time on the Indies, but they're putting it aside tonight to work together. I like those type of storylines. Yeah, because AEW's 
fan base is a hardcore fan base. A lot of their fans already know that, but they also acknowledge that there might be new time viewers or viewers watching on TBS that don't know that. So they quick little explanation behind it makes the world's difference. Yep. Yep. You know, when uh, Claudio and Hager were facing off, they mentioned that yep. it's those little things, you know, yep. like them talking about somebody getting thrown off of a cage in 98. If somebody didn't know, they're going to go look up cage right. match from 98 thrown off or something on YouTube and right. they'll find it. Yep. And they'll get to see one of the scariest moments in professional wrestling from 98. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> in, in my opinion. No, um, 100%. You know, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Yep. We say this all the time on the kicking out podcast, but it is, it truly is. You've got so many different promotions. Go watch what you want. Go enjoy what you want and follow us here at kicking out podcast. Well said, and I just want to see some of these wrestlers start to get healthy. Yes. The injury list is unbelievable, and it's just adding too many names to it. So I want to see, yeah. some, want to see some guys get healthy, but not rush their returns. Right. Get 100% healthy, then come back and uh, entertain us, because that's, that's why we watch this every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Dante's brother, I can't think of his Darius. Darius. There we go. You know, he rushed back and then got injured again. So take your time, fully heal your fan base is still going to be here when you get back. Yep. Yep. Well said. And uh, Kenny Omega come back quick. <laughs> take your time, Kenny. Take your time. <laughs> no. Yes. Take your time, but come back quick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well said. I'll admit it. I miss watching Kenny on TV. Oh, I think we all do. I took it for granted. Yeah. He was there every week from the start. And then now he's gone. And it's like, man, I miss Kenny Omega. Yep. He's been out seven months now. I know. Yep. Seven months where I've been a champion most of that time frame, too. Can't argue. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens for July. All I know is I'm, I'm going to be ready to come all out. That's, that's all I'll say. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, with that, be sure to like the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms. Follow us at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to check out our two, two different merchandise stores where you can get some Kicking Out Podcast. Support a great podcast. Look great while doing so. Be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Follow myself, Paul Zartman, at Paul Zartman 921. Don't forget to listen to uh, the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be an Apple podcast, give us that five-star rating. Five-star KOP. Yes, exactly. We are the five-star KOP. Not We're not seven-star FTR. Yeah. We're five-star KOP. Yep. Help us get to that five-star KOP that we want to be so much. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again next week. So be sure to tune in again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>